G'day guys, it's Jim's Urbex here from Down Under. I'm an urban explorer. Um, you can find my work at jimsurbex.com and I'm on a podcast called The Belly Cave Podcast. So yeah, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Welcome to the Just Conversation Podcast. The show where I speak with amazing, interesting, fascinating, creative, scholarly minds informed with all the goodies of information and stuff. I'm your host, Jack. I'm also very normal. I'm very normal. And that is the point of this show, where I prove to you how normal I am. I'm just like everyone else. And so I bring on a bunch of other people and we have conversations just to prove how normal I am. And today's guest is a fascinating individual, an urban explorer by the names of Jim Zerbex. Fascinating guy who likes to go into the herbs. Sims in the city. No, but he really does go into the herbs. The urban, or herbs, urban zombies he goes into the urban zombies is that what herb stood for in what was it like a like in gamecube or something those sims herbs sims in the city but it's like zombies because it's herbs with a z it's i i know it's just because z's are edgy like they're literally pointy and like an S isn't, an S is wobbly. But like, why why isn't it just, so I, I bet there were zombies. I bet there was a level in that game that had zombies in it. Anyways, anyways, um, ro going off on a tangent here. Point is that Jim Zerbex is a fascinating, interesting individual from the Belly Cave podcast, where... Him and some homies get together to talk about to talk about their adventures. Their adventures in the herbs, Sims in the city. No, in urban environments. They're urban explorers. So what they do is they go to urban locations. Uh, they, they find them on maps usually or through descriptions of things where they find clever lines and then they deep dive and hunt them down. And we're gonna get the scoop we're gonna get the scoop today from Jim Zerbex. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation with him. It's gonna be dope. The thing is gonna ring any second now, and it's gonna go bloop, and then we're gonna have a conversation. It's gonna be whoa. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoy. Enjoy the guest. The great and mighty, the all-powerful, I guess he's God now, Jim Zerbex. been fascinated with abandoned buildings and stuff like you know, ever since I was young you know you drive you drive past it you see a massive creepy like an abandoned building and you're like I want to know you know what's inside what's on the other side of the fence um and then yeah obviously like you know you go and explore them um when you're younger and I think the, we started exploring like a big abandoned mental hospital um when i was like a teenager and that kind of like and some creepy shit happened and that kind of like made me really interested and then later on i got into photography and yeah i pretty much you know 
just made it a bit of a hobby taking photos and it makes for really cool photos because you know you got the all the do you feel more driven by the art of it hey do you feel more driven by the art of it like the photography yeah well it's sometimes yes um other you know you get some uh elitist explorers who are like hate the photography side of it and they're like i just want to explore it and i just want to you know experience it i'm not going to document any photos or anything but yeah for me i think fuck that like it makes for cool photos there's cool street art and shit yeah dude fuck them like look here's the problem with that why are there always the elitist to something right there's these purists i guess Mm -hmm. is what the logic is behind it they just want the experience and nothing but but, like, why yeah. can't they simultaneously have that experience while you're having yours? Yeah, exactly, man. And that's, like, lots of subcultures and especially underground stuff, like, you know, especially, um, like, music and bands and that sort of thing has, you know, gatekeeping elitists and stuff in the culture. Um, you know, and and people say... You know, Urbex is kind of like the most elitist thing ever, like even worse than bands, because, you know, you you have to do your own research, you have to find locations yourself, because that's, that's another misconception people think when they start. They're like, um, you know, and you'd think it was harmless. You just ask people that, you know, whose photos you really admire and stuff, like if they can give you the location. And then they just get, like, really fucking pissed off at you. And they're like, no, man, I'm not going to give you that location. I spent, like, 40 hours looking through government archives to find that. I'm not going to give it to you. And then, you know, they get really, you know, disheartened and stuff. I know I I fucking did when I started the hobby. Um, It may be a bit different in America because, you know, there's just people posting shit and giving out locations willy-nilly and it we can talk about that as well but in australia it's very niche and like you know you got your uh super elitist people who <laughs> can be assholes but i guess they're assholes for a reason because they don't want lots of people going to that place and destroying it and tagging it up and stuff um yeah because that's always I a problem that, that's their reason and some places are dangerous like you know, you could fall through a floor or something. Um, but there's also, but like, again, you, you want to preserve the sacred of some places, right? You want to, like... Imagine if you stumbled yeah. upon a grove that kind of looked like the um, the Legend of Zelda hidden grove, right? Oh, yeah, man. Can you imagine if you just found something with that kind of lighting in general? Yeah. Like, who the hell wants to talk about that? You want to without ever, like, wow, there's this magical place over there with the... And then look, this is oh my god, this is what it looks like. But no, you're not going over there. It's my spot. Yeah, a hundred percent. There's some ownership um, to it. And I, and I, yeah, it's kind of like you know fishing. Like you know the people who are super into fishing, they're like, this is my spot where I catch all the fish, and they get like super defensive if anyone else comes in that spot. And it's yeah. I wonder where that comes you know, instead from. Of catching fish. It's like you're taking photos instead. Yeah, I guess it's the same idea, right? It's the and the ownership know, of the idea. In, I find it very similar 
urbex and like graffiti communities as well because they have spots that they graph and there's so many unwritten rules to that as well like you know the list just goes on forever i didn't think of it until you said that but that is totally true and i used to tag myself and yes there was my very spot and i remember it vividly it's ruined right now but it was right behind the fence on the park side Mm. where it was just a old school like truck lot or some crap yeah it was just abandoned and i remember tagging the back of it so i even had my own little spot like that i remember that in fact i only ever took two people my best friend and my girlfriend yeah and and everyone would you know you, you'd tell your friends you'd be like oh i did this sick tag come and check yeah. it out you know yeah no um but yeah I guess, I guess going back to the point it's like that with every like subculture community they kind of have all these unwritten rules and gatekeeping and shit and i and and then there's the beefs that go along with it as well you know um uh and i'm not into that shit i kind of just like like to sit back and watch it happen i'm like look at these idiots (laughs) when there was fair enough the the beefs are weird though i don't know how what like who chooses like what team hates what team essentially and like for what reason i think in sports specifically there's a clear divide i was a skater so i have an obvious enemy Uh, which was the bikers and like i guess it's because the spots are the same and so if we have one spot we don't want your bullshit in our spot because it's too different and it's kind of in the way yeah that's right man and and now it's kind of like everyone hates scooter kids yeah oh fair enough yeah i was just about to agree on principle but i guess that's the point skate skate uh bmx scene yeah everyone's over the scooters why did that happen i guess that's you need a common enemy to not fight each other (laughs) yeah that's right so it's like we gotta hate somebody and it used to be the rollerblade kids but the rollerblade kids eventually became like the cool loners yeah, that's right. So we need and to you know, point at somebody those... else and laugh at them. So it's like a skateboard with handles. Balls. Yeah, exactly. Skateboard with handles. It's like you don't want the danger of having no handles. You don't. You don't want to, you know, break your fucking arm and yeah, risk-free noobs. Like exactly, man. I I love skateboarding, but you know, I feel like for me and for a lot of people, it's like. You know, past your 20s or past your teens and your early 20s, I can't skateboard because, you know, if you break something, you can't work and you're pretty much fucked. So I feel like it's a young That never crossed my mind once. Holy shit. That's totally true. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be kind of fucked, right? I couldn't do my survival tactic or whatever so yeah exactly and i've i've skated my entire life i still skate now i don't i did not consider that at all it's never crossed my mind until this <laughs> very moment i guess i have no like i don't think of the future too often you know that's not exactly. a thought i have i'm usually thinking about i don't even think about the past i'm i don't kind of weirdly live in the present what color are your thoughts maybe a good question what color um 
maybe like red and black because that's a sick color um yeah is that how, how you see you? it when you're just thinking yeah maybe like purple i don't know that's a good question i've never really thought about that sometimes black and white okay weird question or i guess less weird question depending how you look at it yeah do you think in pictures More so, like, kind of like, oh man, that's that's a trippy thought. Like, probably more like fragmented, low frame rate video snippets, I'd say. You know, like, if you imagine like a TikTok or a fucking Instagram reel, but you just cut that up so it's like moving really slowly. Yeah, and that's probably how I I dream as well. Uh, dreams are a really fucking weird thing. Hold up, oh, take a step back. You dream with the same more or less visuals that you think with. Yeah, I think so. Like, fuck, is that common? That int- <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Some people say they just don't dream at all. I don't dream at all. It's so rare. Oh, no shit, really? Yeah, I can't even remember the last dream I had. It was, like, really long yeah. ago. I, I write them down every time I have them. The last one must have been, like, two months ago. I remember that happened to me, like, when I was younger, but I was smoking a shitload of weed, so I was just out of it when I sleep. But now I have fucking insanely vivid dreams. Like, it's actually happening, you know? I... Fuck, I'm gonna tell you a weird story about that and you tell me what you think about this. I had yeah. a when I when I stopped smoking weed, I was also my dreams were also being savagely suppressed by the weed. The but it didn't change the fact that I rarely ever dream. Except I went years without a single yeah. dream. Yeah. Ten days. Ten days after I quit. Sorry, I had to let I had to let my cat in the room. He's going nuts. Oh, yeah. I can hear my dog freaking out, too. Ten days after I stopped smoking, I had an insanely vivid dream in which I'm in a town and I met some chick. But the second night after it, I returned to the same dream and the girl in the dream remembered me and asked where I went for approximately Uh, the same time that I wasn't in the dream. Jesus. Yes. I tell her because I suddenly became self-aware in the dream. I became a vivid like dream I'm controlling, you know, a lucid dream. And I tell her, oh, I'm just dreaming. This is a dream. I'm asleep. That's why. That's why I was awake. You kind of made me realize that. I'm a, I was awake before. Now I'm asleep again. And that's why you see me here. To which she responds, that's not the case. Because I know I'm asleep having a dream right now. And I was awake. Now that fucks me up in the head. Because am I... Is she saying that as a figment of my imagination in the dream, or is, am I, like, frequency connecting to somebody? Was this a very specific 
person like no it was a person i've never met ever based on no one i've ever seen the town that i visited was the same and it was consistent every time i dreamt i dreamt this for like five days in a row where i continued to see the same person and the narrative continued from where i left off and like the town was more detailed as we went forward Right. But it never changed. It wasn't like a dream where, like, okay, that building's suddenly gone, or... I don't know. Mm. I find it interesting, like, the way David Lynch explores dreams and stuff. Um, have you seen Twin Peaks? No, I haven't. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, that's that's very much, like, you know, what's reality and what's a dream, and then, like, cross it, those things crossing over, I guess. Um, and you know the the main character sort of dreams to sort of see, uh, I guess psychically stuff that's going to happen in real life, and he sees all these weird things, like he sees a like a um dwarf and a giant, and they tell him different cryptic messages, and they tell him to go to like, and then the dwarf speaks backwards to him. And yeah, it's very fucking trippy. Uh, obviously, yeah. If you've seen any of David Lynch's shit, it's yeah. Reminds me a movie. I forget about the name. About a couple that does a drug, and they have the ability to time travel or something. Except throughout the movie, yeah. the question develops as to whether they're actually time traveling because of the drug or thinking they're time traveling, and that's the effect of the drug. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. What's the movie called? Do Fuck, I don't remember. Look this up real quick. <laughs> and uh, I don't remember. Oh, but it's a great movie. If I'm gonna find the name, I'm gonna get it yeah, to you. Cool. But I, I was th- I was thinking Donnie Darko when you said time travel, but there's no drugs involved in that. Oh, no. But okay, okay. So now I'm I'm real fascinated by the way your dreams and your thinking are kind of similar in a way. Do would you say the same colors apply to your dreams? Yeah, I'd say so. I, I think, you know, that whole internal, you know, internal voice and internal thoughts are the same. So it's like a purplish. Really... The visual is purplish. Yeah. Is the voice your voice? Dark. No, it's just like a nondescript voice. But now when uh, you think perfect. about it, how does it sound? You're hearing it as you're thinking it right now. Uh, I don't know. No, it's not my voice. When I hear my voice, I'm like, fuck, is that my voice? Like, I don't know. It's more... Fuck, that's a good question. I think it's a it's a male voice. Um, I don't know. It might be my own. I've never really thought about that, you know? That is a weird thought, right? Yeah. Like, okay, if I had to describe mine, I would say it's, I sound astoundingly like American white though, you know? I sound like really (laughs) ridiculously American white, and in my head I sound whiter than I physically sound right now. It's so astoundingly Caucasian American. Yeah. And that's just how I sound in my head I, when, when, when there's voice. But weirdly enough, I do not usually think with sound or imagery. Yeah. Yeah, I usually think in, like, 
So what, it's like an internal monologue or something? No, no voice, no sound. How do I, if you looked at a room, right? Oh, really? Sit in a room yeah. and you put all the things you own in your house in that room with you. In fact, no, not even. This is a crazy example. You have a messy desk, the messiest desk in the fucking world. Oh, dude, I do. <laughs> yeah, but you can close your eyes and not see anything that's on the desk and know exactly where everything is without getting off of that chair. Okay. That's exactly what I think. Like, there's no sound coming off of your desk. There's no visual coming off of your desk. But you know exactly where it all is, and you know what's there, what it means, what everything sounds like if you needed to, what everything looks like if you needed to. It's all there, but none of it is there. You got your eyes closed and you're hearing none of it. Oh, dude, I wish. <laughs> I yeah. I wish I could, you know, recall those thoughts and shit like that easily and know where everything is sorted in my head i mean i wouldn't say i have like perfect memory either but you know anything i do know like and any thought i would have would be that level of non sense based i guess i find it weird to people Mm. think with senses until i heard that question asked on god knows what i was even watching until i heard that i I didn't even didn't cross my mind that people we're always seeing pictures in their head. Oh, that was weird to and me. Then, so, would you say the only times you've seen pictures in your head are when you're having this, you know, ESP psychic type dream? Well, that's the one weird thing. All my dreams are visual. I don't uh, think I've ever had a dream that isn't visual. So it's weirdly enough, I don't think how I dream, which is why you just blew my mind. I never considered that maybe people dream the same way they think. That's just some other mind-blowing revelation based on the previous mind-blowing revelation about people thinking differently, period. Yeah, no, definitely. And another thing I heard the other day that really made me think when you were saying uh, pictures that like the, what color do you dream in um and i've always thought this i heard somebody else say i'm like shit i always think this like do people do does everyone see colors differently you know like you, someone sees red and the other person sees green and it'd be no way to prove it right because yeah. like if i was taught that a tree is green and that looks like this color to me and you mm. were told that's green but it looks like that other color to you well it it's always going to be the same color in the same word i'd have to see it through your eyes yeah it's the only way there'd be no way to know no and here's what's more fucked up even if i could somehow display the image from inside your mind that would show me the exact color that you see i'm still seeing your color through my eyes that's true. So would I just be seeing my color again? And it is showing me your color, but you were always told that color was the same color I was looking at and calling this color, but it's not the same color. Yeah, exactly. It's fucking, that thought fucks me up. That that gets me thinking like quantum mechanics type shit. Like, I mean, I think everything God, functions is, that way. Is, is, every, is anything real? Is it all a fucking simulation? You don't know. <laughs> There's I think no so. I, I I like to look at like um psychological disorders of different types, especially people who hallucinate. And I I, I wonder like 
why aren't they why don't we just consider that these people might be seeing something that the rest of us can't and the structure of their brain is allowing them to see that maybe they could really interact with these things because how they're created and how they function is just different in a way that we could literally never perceive it but if you took a psychedelic drug you suddenly perceive a bunch of shit that you couldn't before so we know that there are yeah. weird structures and filters in our brain that naturally exist. Yeah, oh, that's right, man. Um, and I guess there'd be no way to say for sure, but yeah, it's... yeah, And that's why I don't fuck with psychedelic drugs, because it scares the fucking shit out of me. I wouldn't want to see the true reality of the universe. And, uh, why? Oh, no, no, man. I... <laughs> You don't want to red pill your life away? No, no. I yeah, no, I think that would uh emotionally break me. I I've seen like some of my friends have had really bad trips and you know, that's fucked them up for a long time. But you don't even need um, to do some psychedelic to like pull the veil back a little. Any any form of technology yeah. that we have is essentially the product of slavery. Like, okay, curtain pulled back a little. Horrible truths behind. Why doesn't that affect you in a crazy, drastic, scarring way? Mm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Everything built up, um, technology and society is built on the back of slavery. Yeah. I guess. Why isn't that, um, like, destroying your concept of, like, well, what could acid show you that's worse? What could uh, mushrooms show you that's worse? What could DMT show you that's, like, beyond slavery? Hitler happened. That was a real thing. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, man. You're right. Get me some fucking massive. <laughs> like, yeah, why Why not? What, what difference would it be? What could you possibly see that's more horrible? I, I definitely have to get a week off of work and be prepared for it uh, have you seen all those videos it's like um your trip sitter um and you know it's guys being acting like super fucking sketchy and they're like <laughs> just trying to freak people on drugs out and he's like he's like hey you feeling okay man and he's like and then he starts talking on the roof and he's like are you really fucking itchy, man? What's going on? <laughs> I would need to be away from that cunt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... How do I put it? It depends on also what you want to do with a psychedelic drug, right? Because yeah. do you want to go internal or do you want to go external? Because they're all going to give you those options and they're all going to explore that differently. Yeah. Have you, um, have you heard of people doing that drug datura or something datura it's like no. the seeds of a plant melted uh no cooked down or something and it's it's meant to be like give you the most vivid hallucinations and it's like 50 50 it can either go like 50 50 percent good or 50 percent bad sounds like and, salvia you know salvia yeah um but Oh man, if you look at you if you YouTube Datura trip reports, there's some really fucking fucked shit in there. Like you could make a body horror horror movie just based on these accounts that people have given you know, they they 
sees Satan and they fucking come to them and start, you know, Hellraiser style tearing their flesh off and, you know, stuff like that. And it, yeah, it mainly happens on this particular drug. I'm gonna Google this. I would be horrified about that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. See, certain drugs just inherently freak me out is a problem, and some shit like that, like, that's crazy. I don't understand what the concept of a bad trip is. I've always, like, wondered, like, if I had a bad trip, what would it be like? But I think it's a perspective thing, and I think you already need to be going into it with the ability to have, like, a bad trip. I think some people might not ever be able to have a bad trip because their perspective is in such a way, you know? Yeah, that's right, man. I... I totally agree with that. Like, I used to smoke weed. Like, when I smoked weed with people who had a really shitty negative energy, it would make me super paranoid and, like, feel like shit. But when I'd smoke weed, you know, by myself or something, I'd feel great. So it's like, you know, that being around shit energy and stuff can affect... I think so. ...that... And, like, they always say, right, don't go into something with the negative headspace. Because a lot of these things are enhancers above all things. And so you're enhancing that negative headspace when you go into it. And it almost doesn't matter whether it's a psychedelic or just a regular hard drug. But also, talking about regular hard drugs, the the ultimate horror is heroin, right? That that trips me out, oh, dude. Can you imagine doing something once and then that being the only thought you ever have again? That's right, because people say it's just, it's too good. You have to have it again, and once you've experienced it, that's you it. Not have it. Like how can yeah? If you discover liquid utopia, mm. what 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 what? Of course. Fuck this life, of course. Why wouldn't you continue? So that brings up an interesting question, right? Why isn't everyone on Earth just doing that? We're actively yeah, resisting yeah. something we know is going to be the greatest thing ever. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I don't know. I think people can't handle it. Um, yeah, just the... Or society doesn't allow people to handle it, I guess. I mean, people still do all these other illegal drugs in mass numbers. Who was stopping people from smoking weed when it was illegal? Yeah, I know, right? Like, who actually is it legal over there? It's still illegal over here. Oh, shit. We're in a state that it's very relaxed. Like, they don't really care. But in other states, yeah, people do. It still get locked up and stuff, but it's like more so drug busts on the um dealers, you know, the drug dealers or the growers. Yeah, <laughs> and every time the fucking our local police always posts, you know, when they've done a big weed bust, and literally everyone in the comments on their Facebook or whatever are just like fucking use your time better like nobody cares <laughs> if you're busting weed growers like fuck you we pay taxes for this <laughs> you know like, but nobody cares if people are smoking weed here 
Yeah, exactly. You know, like it's totally, absolutely okay. Nobody's bothered. Nobody's second, like thinking about this, and it's illegal. Even when it was illegal over here, nobody gave a fuck. It's like whatever, dude. If you're busting them, it's mainly because you're a douchebag, not because weed is harming anybody. But heroin is just as illegal. If they're both Schedule One drugs, and yeah. still we don't have a fuck ton of people out there just shooting up heroin. That's right. And um, a big a big problem in Australia is meth. Um, lots of people on meth or um, yeah, meth and it makes people super aggressive and you know they you know beat beat their wives and shit like that and it's like it's pretty scary to see you know if if someone in your family or something is super strung out on meth and it's like yeah if you had to choose between doing meth and heroin which one would you choose oh dude heroin 100 percent over meth I, I yeah, I think heroin is is probably the drug I'd I'd choose. <laughs> like, because it's supposed to like really relax you, right? It's like an opi- opiate. Yeah. Opioid. It's from opium. Yeah. And so you'd 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 go. Heroin. I mean, I guess they're both questionably a one way trip. Yeah, that's right. I think those are the two I, like top I, tier I, ones, right? I would definitely rather something that would chill me out. Rather than something that would like, you know, hop me up and make me super energetic, you know. I lo- so you're a downer kind of guy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. See, I love uppers, but I think I would still also go for heroin. It just no. I don't know. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's the the thought of never again giving a shit about anything else is so hardcore horrifying. Exactly. Like, just not giving a fuck. That's what that is. It's if you really think you don't give a fuck, you're wrong. Everybody gives more fucks than somebody who wants only heroin. (laughs) It's like fucking, it's like fucking smoking cigarettes. Like, to me, um, you know, I've quit and I, you know, like, I don't want to smoke cigarettes, but, um, you know, whenever the thought comes up, I'm like, yeah, I could have one, or I want one, or, you know, if I'm drinking, I feel like one, I'm like, fuck, if I never had one in the first place, I would never have this craving, you know? Like, you don't know what it's like, you don't want it. Yes, I, yes, I guess that's the whole point of avoiding, but why do we avoid utopia? Why do we do it? I guess that's the weirder part. Yes, 100%. The, we're avoiding it so that we don't find out. But why don't we want to find out? I guess it's that thought of, the only thought I'll ever have is that. But, like, what if you're happy? Mm. But then, yeah, I don't so, think so. Uh, I don't think so. I've seen the most horrifying things. I've seen people strung out on heroin, right? And oh, yeah. some of the, I, particularly, I'll never forget this. It's like stuck in the back of my mind for all of eternity. This girl must have been like 23 years old, totally junked up. She's on a corner standing and she is like zoning out and into it. Like she's just spaced out on how high she is. But then she snaps out of it and freaks out and just starts crying like she hates it. Oh, shit. And then yeah. drifts off again and then comes back to it and is like she's hating the fact that she's not present. Mm. She 
that was fuck it. Yeah. I will never forget that. Yeah, and and from that point of view, you couldn't. You could be stuck in hell, or like you could be having the best time ever. <laughs> it looked like she was know. experiencing I'm assuming... hell. I'm so sure yeah, of that. I'm assuming that chick was not having a good time. No. I, another thing that interests me about America is you guys have got a very big um like prescription drug thing over there, like fentanyl and um you know, benzos and stuff like that. Where we don't really have that so much in Australia. It's more of like a our big thing is like ice and alcohol abuse and, and our government's made it so fucking hard to get any kind of like opiates or in Australia, it's like more difficult. It's easier for animals to get prescribed pain medication than it is in America, uh, than it is for people. Like a human. So yeah. I, I'm assuming it's a lot different in America. Like, and cause I've heard of like, there's doctors who are like pill pushers and stuff and they want to yes. get people on on that and that they're like the doctor for you know that specific pill it's like if you want um benzos or if you want opiates go to this i mean doctor. you just got to consider that america is the most capitalistic country in the world everything is about money at all times i mean there's that, a clip from um what's his name that comedian uh, Russell Brand that's going around about him like pointing out if you have insurance companies that make money off of crisis and you have um, like uh, companies that uh, sell you this and require and like they profit off of this misery and those profit off of like if you have electricity electric companies and they profit when you lose electricity because then they can jack up prices like you're creating situations in which people will like their lives become this because the corporate people are going to look for whatever way to make the most money. So because America's so outstandingly fucking capitalistic, everything must serve the purpose of money. So your car insurance will only profit if you have the worst case scenario, not the best yeah. case scenario. And it has to be the fault of somebody else. So you need a bunch of shitty cars and you need to jack up the prices for anybody who performs a certain way so that you can slow down some people so that they're more vulnerable for other people to, let's say, get hit. So you're the slow driver, get hit by the fast driver in a weird way that profits the insurance company that gets paid by the other insurance company. Weird. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, I... Yeah, insurance company. And then, you know, like health insurance and stuff like that, they will try and make you jump through so many hoops to actually get paid out as well. They're like, they they want, they don't want anyone to get paid out, you know. That's crazy. Like, Is it like that in Australia as well? No, not, not, not with health insurance because we've got free health care. Um, of course, because uh, everybody but us have that. Yeah, our public health system is really shit. Um, but I mean, at least if you're dying, well, I'm not going to say if you're dying, you can get treated because we've got like ambulance ramping and stuff and we don't have many hospitals. So you can be 
having a heart attack. You get you, you just killed like, just... so many people in saying that they just offed themselves because they would have <laughs> died on a rock of definitely uh, free healthcare means better healthcare. Yeah. Give it to us, blah. Yeah, so no. anybody who is holding that argument right now just left the chat. That's true. Yeah, lots of people have died because we don't have enough hospitals. Um, because people don't want to pay super high taxes, and then it's like, you know, you have people dying in the ambulance because they can't get a bed in the hospital. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much that's how it is in the state that I'm in. So when we had COVID and they like, well, we hadn't had COVID because we had. What happened? Jack, you're dropping out. Oh, I'm dropping out. You don't hear me? I better, I better, I better not say COVID or the government will cut my internet off. What happened? Yeah. I just dipped out. Well, I'm we, not. Yeah, you just froze for a sec. Oh, okay. Good. Um, but yeah, when we had COVID and we opened, like we didn't have COVID for ages because they locked us down for whenever our state had like one case, and then they just decided to. I think when we we hit a vaccine threshold, they open the borders and just let it in. And we were all saying, do not have to go to the hospital at all at that stage because they just went far, way too far above capacity. And it's like, you could not get a room in a hospital anywhere. Yeah, um, um, most people in the United States were avoiding hospitals until last year, kind of, like, under no circumstance. You go to a hospital if you are sick. It has to be some you-are-literally-dying type of situation yeah. in order to go. Yeah, legit. Yeah, because it was it, it did yeah, horrify everybody. And it's crazy because there were legitimate other real problems that caused way more damage still happening simultaneously. There was a weird global narrative happening with COVID that was just blowing my mind. Because think yeah, about the number exactly. of people in the hospital that were actually in intensive care versus just the number of people in the hospital that were there to get treated because they were horrified. Yeah, oh, I know, right? <laughs> And it's you like you you packed all the hospitals, but why? What was the ultimate goal? Mm, exactly. I yeah, I don't know, man. Hey, on that note, I just got to go pee. Yeah, hey, go for I'll it. Be right back. Okay. So. Talk me through why you think that did first of all, did you start your show? Who whose idea was uh, the show initially? Well, we we're all a group for the podcast. We're all a group of um urban explorers and steak. He runs a zine, um, like a little DIY type magazine. And he features he pretty much talks shit and like features photos and like has other explorers and uh he like spotlights other urban explorers on their like Instagram and photography and stuff. But yeah, we um we met sort of through that and he came to my state and we with his mate Mariachi and we did some exploring together and yeah, we all just like really hit it off and you know talked shit and had the like same weird sense of humor 
So yeah, we're just like, fuck it. Let's start a podcast. It might be funny. Um, you're blowing and, me yeah, away just... with how often you're telling me about like this commute. You're making it. This doesn't sound niche at all over there, bro. It sounds like urban exploring is this like <laughs> booming industry out there. Yeah. No. I. I mean, we don't have many in this state. Uh, it's more so. You know. I mean, I think there'd probably be a few hundred people in my state but it's not really very um organized um but let me just have a look there's an australian let me just google this okay let's let's go down by how how big it is do you have a website where you meet people who do urban exploring yeah i'm having a look at this there's a facebook group called old and abandoned australia which stake who runs the zine and is in uh my on the podcast he runs it um but there's 178,000 members what? um in that group but they're not uh, all australian but that, obviously yeah that's that's all of australia so you got okay so you got you got south australia where i am like victoria which was melbourne sydney uh queensland perth so there are all the big cities, and there's also groups like there's this group, right? And they're called Cave Clan, um, and it's pretty much like Fight Club. Like you, you never speak of Cave Clan, you never fucking, um, you know, you, you never speak of the stuff you do, only to different members of Cave Clan. So how do you become and a they, member of Cave Clan if you never talk about Cave Clan? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm I'm not in Cave Clan. I, I explore some of, with some of the people and and know some of the people, but yeah, I'm not in it. And it and man, going back to that fucking elitist thing. Uh, sorry, Cave Clan, but it's kind of like a massive circle jerk that you guys do. <laughs> they they like have to vote in new members based on how many how many abandoned places or tunnels they've explored um and stuff and they they have i think it might be like a worldwide type thing because they they have an international drain meetup where they you know meet underground in a stormwater drain or something i think the last one was in like stockholm in sweden in 2019 um but yeah they have it all over the world for underground explorers and stuff um, oh, and also the name Cave Clan. It's uh, they. It's kind of misleading because they don't really explore caves. They, it's it's like an ex- urban exploring group, and they explore everything off limits, um, like Abandoned underground buildings. shit, mostly drains. It started off as stormwater drains because, unlike like America and Europe and most countries in the world. Our stormwater drains aren't con- connected to our sewage systems. So we've pretty much got all these underwater, I guess you guys would call it storm drains, but we have fuckloads of storm drains like running under the streets. With clean water. And, yeah, clean water. So oh, everyone shit. sort of hangs out in there. Um, and some of them, like America, are really old, like brickwork kind of look like the tunnels and dungeons and stuff like that. It's really cool. And, 
you know, it, it's a very, it's it's a subculture type thing. You know, you've got, um, you know, your punks, like trippers, artistic, graphers, whatever, mm-hmm. um, who do a, I guess Cave Clan's more, Cave Clan was very, like, social, like, drink a lot, do a lot of drugs and stuff, but now it's very, like, well, so in in the two thousands and the so Cave Clan started in the eighties, um, early eighties uh, in Australia, started by a guy who was actually in the first three episodes of our podcast. Doug it was started by Doug Woody and Sloth. Um, <laughs> Doug left the podcast, and it was a whole fucking thing. Um, but yeah, he he's very very knowledgeable about urban exploring over the years um but yeah it pretty much started in the 80s and you know they explored and mapped out pretty much all the drain systems in different states in australia wait mapped um, out what do you mean like literally yeah like literally uh they like drew it you have like maps of this when you have but there are maps of this not so much maps sorry i'm gonna drink some water but it's like location lists, like mm. lo- location lists of all the all the underground tunnels, most of the trains. But there's fucking heaps of these, and yeah, they each different state has a different um, sort of chapter of cave plan. Questions about these storm drains? Are yeah. they very deep and long going? Like, they just go yeah, on and yeah, on and on, and they spread off into different directions and whatever? Mm. Yeah, some of them are, like, like labyrinths, pretty much. Because uh, they're just collecting it, water from everywhere. Imagine, like, I wouldn't say it, kind of similar to, like, in Melbourne, right? Not not the state that I'm in. I'm in South Australia, and there's um there's long ones, but it's not really too much of a labyrinth but in melbourne they're on a big uh they're along a big river called the yarra which floods a lot so pretty much all of melbourne is like crisscrossed with these underground storm drains um which is very much like the catacombs i guess in paris or something like that like you could get fucking lost lost in there now are these dangerous to be in when it rains Oh, yeah, man, for sure. Like, there's a, a saying that all of us explorers sort of live by, which is, when it rains, no drains. Because, um, like, people have actually been killed by the exploring stored storm drains. Um, and, you know, not even when it's, like, bad weather. Like, there could be a flash flood, and you'll get washed out. Um, yeah, th- this happened. Like, a big one was... In Sydney, there's a storm drain called Fortress, and it literally looks like a fortress. It's like a huge rock-blasted tunnel that goes all the way out to the top of a cliff. And um, there were some explorers in there, and it was like a nice sunny day, and it flash-flooded, and they got blasted through the drain and, like, thrown off this cliff, pretty much. What the fuck? So, yeah, I know. But what? Died. So a flash flood is just it rained suddenly. Yeah, that's right. And it, it, 
can rain like not where you are so it could be raining up in the hills or something um and then yeah it could just flash flood some of these drains like you can see the water level so like you're walking through it um and the water will literally be at your ankles and you can see on the wall that you know it would literally fill the drain to the brim so yeah yeah you, you've got to be careful um that sounds yeah, that, pretty that's badass what I say to most people yeah man. the level of risk you just people. described made those drains way more alluring because before i didn't th- i'm no, just like I it's a, just a drain we got boring drains out here but the labyrinth of it's everywhere in a city and they start connecting more to each other because they're trying to all exit in the same direction. So you're ultimately a million drains in the furthest points, unite more and unite more and you with slow trickles become entire forceful pushes of water through these tunnels because it builds up and up and up and up. So even if at the end where it's receiving rain, there's nothing going on at the end where it's coming out because it's, all the places receiving rain at the same time it's just yeah that's right blasting out full force and it all floods into this pretty much all floods into this one main the the main drain which will probably be like two meters high or something like that um and yeah it'll come out um it it did another person got washed out late last year as well in melbourne um, yeah, they were exploring, and it just flooded quickly, and they they climbed up a ladder, and they just held on to like the ladder and sort of screamed out the grate, and uh, yeah, emergency services came and had to you know weld the grate off and take him out. He didn't die or anything. Yeah, pre- no, no. Wait, were the people who got shot out of the type of the mountain alive? Uh, two of them died. One of them survived. Holy shit. And he felt pretty bad because he was the one who brought them both down there in the first place. Should have never said anything. He should have just it, been like, "I know." It was their idea. Yeah, <laughs> legit. Um, fuck. What else? Um, Man, swim drains are pretty bad. Oh yes. Yeah. We we also explore um, like reservoir tunnels and stuff, which is also extremely sketchy because. Uh, they are pretty much at the end of the tunnel. There's like a giant boom gate, which has, you know, like a, a million liters of water above it from the dam. And those those boom gates are like uh, remote controlled, which automatically trigger, you know, when the water reaches a certain level and it's like, bang, okay, the dam's full. Just drop it. And the tunnel gets flooded instantly. And people um, go and explore that. So. Oh, yeah. I've been in some as well. And, we, like, this one specifically, I won't say too much about it, but we call it the Gates of Doom. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty much like, you know, if it, it is like two meter high, jagged tunnel, and you would get killed if you know, they drop that boom gate. So, and and there's no way to know if it's going to happen. Like, we usually check the water level at the dam first, but yeah, you you could just unluckily be in there and you're not, you're not surfing out of there on a surfboard if there's like jagged rocks and shit. You are, 
You'd be fucked. What location have you visited that feels just as dangerous as these tunnels? But, um, that's a good question. Um, there are a lot of the like rooftops and stuff are really sketchy because people climb rooftops and shit and I hate heights so I don't usually do it but you know they do parkour shit like they dangle their feet off the side and stuff um have you personally been yeah like where have you personally been that like horrifies you I'd say abandoned mines are probably the most sketchy places you could imagine because they're so structurally unstable and, uh, you know, we've got some that are from the 1800s, right? And, and again, there's a suburb that's just in my state that's just completely honeycombed out with these mines, right? And they built all houses on top of them. So, like, there'll be, you could literally explore these mines and you would come out in someone's basement because some of their houses literally have mine entrances in the basement. Um, so, yeah, it, when exploring those, you know, you, you look out for, you know, loose rocks on the roof. Like, sometimes the tunnels cave in and you'd literally be trapped in there forever if you didn't tell someone where you went, um, couldn't get out. So, and some of the places you'll just be walking, right? You're walking and there'll be a false floor, which is uh, just some dodgy fucking 1800s wood that's covering up a, ton, like a, a drop shaft that yeah. literally goes like, I've seen some that go like 60 meters, like further than you could see with the naked eye and they're covered up with like rocks and rubble and shit so you could not not be knowing you're walking over one and it would just collapse and you fucking go down, straight down there so yeah, mines are very very sketchy <laughs> Yeah, that sounds pretty nuts. And you would rather go to one of these tunnels than a mine? Well, it depends what what time of the year it is. Um, but, I mean, I it's the same as, like, I guess if you're into scuba diving or something like that, you'd, you'd tell someone that you're going and where you're going and what time you'll be back. And it's like, if you're not back at that time, fucking... Call the fucking rescue squad or something because you're likely fucked. I love that you think about the future. This it at at according to your safety, pretty much. It doesn't seem like you ever mention a uh, uh, time relative to anything else, but rather just you want to be safe. You want to secure your life. You want to secure work. That kind of stuff. You want to be sure you're fine. You don't want to have a accident skating because mm. you might not be able to work. But you also want to tell somebody where you're going to be so that in a future time, if something were to happen, then you've already got that covered. Do you think you're always covering for the future events that might never happen? You know, I think so. Yeah, I, I probably think that I, I'm probably a bit of a paranoid person when it comes to shit going wrong. And, like, shit usually doesn't go wrong, but when it does go wrong, I'm like... I knew it. 
you were doing sketchy shit. I, I could see this happening. <laughs> like, some of my mates, right, they've uh, roasted me for being too, uh, too careful and, you know, taking the piss out of me and stuff. And then they end up in the intensive care unit for that very reason. I'm like, dude, uh, I think you probably think about doing that differently next time. Do you think... Or at least not brag about it, you know? Why do you think you don't call that preparation anxiety? That's a good point. Um, fuck, I probably would call it anxiety when I really think about it, but, yeah, I mean, i uh, probably just call it being safe, but, I mean, I do... Do you think it's a rationalization to say that? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> um, I mean, I do do sketchy shit, so... Yeah, this, you see, if you weren't doing sketchy shit, it would make way more sense to call it anxiety, right? So you do have, like, an excuse, yeah. like, a cop out of it, essentially. And also, my girlfriend doesn't want me to die, and it's kind of like the trade-off. I'm like, I'll be safe. And you'll I let somebody safe. know so that if something does go wrong, I could be saved. Yeah. So that makes sense, yeah. It, if it was up to me... Uh, I would probably do way more dodgy shit. But you know, would you still tell have, people? If I didn't, no. If I, you know, if I didn't have people depending on me or whatever, like, yeah, I'd probably be a lot more. You know, like some of my mates who do this, they're to- completely reckless with it. I'm like, yeah, there is a level of carelessness and like, you know. You know, if you're walking out on a crane, right? Some some of these dudes like climb cranes, maybe 200 floors up above the city, and just walk out, and dangle off them with one hand. And I'm like, yeah, that is a level of recklessness and like not caring if you die. And that's like that's totally fine, but that's that's up to them, I guess. I'm. I'm not going to do it, and I'm not going to feel bad about... But you're talking about the whole other extreme. That's like the edge, you know? That's that's walking the other extreme. Like, yeah, if I do this enough times, I will die type of situation. Mm. You know? How many times can you hang off the side of a crane before before that's the time you slipped? Mm. You know? That's right. And, um... I also like to give like this kind of advice to new explorers as well because, um, you know, I don't want to be... Because they see my stuff, like they see my TikToks and they see my photos and shit and they're like, yeah, that's really cool. I want to do that. And I'm like, well, they ask me, you know, what's some tips? And I'm like, I give them some tips, like safety tips and stuff because I don't want to be, you know, the reason why they die doing something stupid, you know? Well, that makes sense. It does. But I'm so fixated on this because now I'm thinking like, all right. So it makes sense that you wouldn't call it anxiety because you have a legitimate reason for why you're doing these things. But then the question, which, by the way, the reason is people depend on you. 
Because now I'm thinking, yeah. like, what it, the hell is anxiety then? Because is anxiety the fact that you are worried about the future, even if it is because of other people? Did you develop late onset anxiety because of people depending on you? Are those two things directly related? Anxiety because people depend on you? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, yeah, like I've had a lot of problems with anxiety and like i've gone to therapy specifically for anxiety and you know i fucking you know yeah lift weights and work out and shit just to alleviate anxiety and stuff so i'd say i am a very anxious person and i'm very aware of how anxious i actually am um you know whether that be social anxiety or anxiety for other shit but other people say to me they're like man you're the most chill person i've ever met how are you so chill and i'm like maybe it's because i'm so aware of how fucking anxious i am are you just screaming on be. the inside straight through the day yeah yeah well <laughs> i used i used to be like that until i learned sort of how, how to cope with it what's your main cope method what do you like to do to distract yourself That's a good question. Um, well, I have tried a lot of mental stuff, but now now it's more so like physical, working out, tr trying to eat healthy. Like, I feel like that has actually had an effect on my life um, positively, like, you know, your actual physical health and stuff. Why and do you think that working that out and eating well is not? mental stuff that's a good point actually man you're right it is um yeah aren't you like that tuning probably... out and focusing really hard when you're working out yeah that and that's probably you know what my problem with was with anxiety like i would you know write off all these gym junkies and stuff when they'd be like yeah you know like the the key to a good life is like you know, taking care of your health and stuff and i'd be like Psh, that, that's bullshit they're just trying to fucking sell their like fucking energy drink or health supplement or whatever but you know that that's some advice a therapist has given me that's that's like definitely fucking you know worth the money i think because hold up let's I'm take a step back let's take a step back let's take yeah. a step back yeah a therapist is who told you to start working out yeah. Why did you not think it was mental stuff? <laughs> well, not until they told me that, I guess. Okay, because you still talk about it like it's not you specifically divided it. You're like mental stuff and working out. Okay, so I guess before I started doing that, you know, I did I did therapy for a long time and it was like uh like cognitive behavioral therapy and that that kind of stuff um and that didn't really help me at all um and then the physical stuff kind of did i and then i think that's probably why i divide it and i mean don't, like don't listen to me shit different shit works for different people yes um, for sure that's just what worked for me i know 
people who that's like DBT, CBT has worked a fucking charm for them and changed their life. This is just specifically, you know, for me. And I know people who have, you know, gone on antidepressants and stuff and changed their life. Um, yeah, like and, definitely yeah. different, I guess, different strokes for different folks, right? But, exactly, man. Yeah. But... I do like that because we're getting to the root of what's stopping your depression, not your depression, your anxiety, actually, which is you need to have both the influence of mental and physical. Because the good thing about working out is that no matter what, it's always including the mental, but it has to include the physical, too, by default. So it's like really tied together. And it's kind of like you ever notice somebody that shakes their leg a lot only does it when they're thinking a lot. Yeah. Or when they're really focused. I used to do that all the time. Yes. Or you tap your fingers or you bite your nails. Something that happens mostly when you're thinking a lot. Mm. Or when you're focused. And it's because you have this sort of, you need, your body, your mind are trying to balance out the stimulus in both of them. All the stimulation you get is trying to kind of balance itself out. And the disbalance is what's Mm. causing that almost chemical imbalance in return that's then leading to the anxiety you're just trying to find equilibrium and when you have one thing that's too high up the other feels too low down and so anxiety or the other way around and so depression yeah exactly man it's like sort of fight or flight um you're getting that your body's you know your body's releasing those chemicals and endorphins of you know uh you know, you're, you're scared and you can't deal with it. Even if that's mental, it's like, I got to get away from this situation, whatever. Um, and then, you know, that that's why you get people who are addicted to going to the gym kind of like it's a drug because it, it does release those endorphins in your body, the positive and happy endorphins that you know, people get from strangely enough i would say that that extreme of going to the gym too much would then be almost avoidant because it's good to reflect on the things that scare you once in a while yeah exactly right and you see people who are super super fucking ripped but i mean their life is still shitty (laughs) like they're not facing anything yeah Yeah, exactly so you, you do you have to have a good balance of all those things? So what do you get from the food? I guess. Eating well. Uh, I I guess, um, like I'm vegetarian, so... Holy I, shit, how's that going? <laughs> yeah, I've been vegetarian for ages. Um, yeah, it, it's good. Like, um, you have to make sure you get enough protein and stuff like that, but, um... Yeah, I mean, like, there's bodybuilders and stuff who are vegan. I don't know how they fucking do it, but they do it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know how you're both body, a bodybuilding vegan. It has to be, right? Now, I'm not vegetarian <laughs> myself, but I'll forget about meat. Like, I think the longest I've gone without meat, without just by forgetting that it's an option, was like nine months. Like, it didn't cross my mind, and yeah. I don't normally just buy meat either. Yeah, that's right. Um, and there's a lot of good things to not eating meat. Like there's a lot of meat that's, you know, like 
apart from the obviously you don't want to kill animals but you know meat also can be carcinogenic like i think they proved bacon was carcinogenic you know all those uh all those heavily treated meats like the fucking uh salamis and shit that's super bad for you and you can get like bowel cancer and stuff from eating that um let's play a fun game yeah, real quick and, yeah <laughs> I need to know at least one thing that you cannot get cancer from. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Name. It's just. Nothing, it, it has. There has to be one. Nothing that's good. <laughs> nothing that. Fair enough. That's actually saying right. So, nothing that's something good. Shitty. It has to be. It has to be. It's probably like hospital food or something. You know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's the only thing that won't give you. But no, it's still potatoes, which becomes sugar in your body ultimately. And too much sugar in your body can either go give you increased weight, and increased weight can make certain functions definitely collapse, and then that can lead to cancer. That's right. So there's even hospital food. Even hos- that's hospital food sucks, and you'll still get cancer from it. So first it's shitty, and then here's some cancer. No, no joke. So what doesn't yeah. give you cancer? I guess, I guess it's just... Uh, I guess uh, it's just trying to push off the cancer as long as you can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, I guess, right? everybody gets it at one point. Decrease... No, yeah. the scariest fact when it comes to that is... Uh, the statistic about heart attacks, which says probabilistically, based on the average number of heart attacks that happen per year and the number of people that exist on average, every person at some point in their life will have a heart attack without a question. It's just a matter of when. That's horrifying. I totally totally believe that. Now, this doesn't take into account the fact that some people have many heart attacks. Yeah, I know, it's scary. So that means Um, some of us are safe because they had more of them to decrease the numeric probability. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. This is the kind of shit that I probably think of, like, if I was having a really bad trip, I'd be like, you know, is my heart, like, how is my heart beating inside of me without stopping? Like, it could just fucking stop if it wanted to. What is keeping it? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So weird things about the mind that mess up with the heart. If you can convince yourself you're having a heart attack without a doubt, like if you can without a doubt convince yourself you're having a heart attack, whether or not you're having a heart attack, everything that would happen when you're having a heart attack would occur to you. Like all the symptoms. All the symptoms and you would die if you don't get the necessary medical attention because your body is reacting according to what your mind is saying, not what your heart is saying. Oh, man. I Yeah, I totally believe that. Like, it's horrifying. It's, it's that willing, willing yourself to, for something to happen and, you know, the, the brain playing tricks on you, I guess. That's why people with super high stress have it more, I guess. And um, Yeah. Man, but see, now what you just said is you just made me nihilistic again. Because nothing matters ultimately, of course. Like, who cares about the heart attack? Because you're literally willing yourself into it. But who cares? Mm -hmm. Your perception is all made up anyways, isn't it? Like, ultimately, 
you've never exactly seen yourself you've only seen an interpretation of yourself that your brain made because your brain doesn't have its own eyes it has separate eyes attached to it sending a message and then that message has to be processed exactly. by neurons and then that has to be interpreted and then you get that information have you ever what if nobody what if nobody looks like the way you think they look but you have just one yeah. neuron that fires wrong so the universe looks this way to you exactly and that's that's entirely possible and like like you said man like your reality is all about your perception of things i guess like you know the world would look very different to someone else like uh you know just you know chemically or like you know, the, the series of events that have happened in your life or like you're saying one neuron firing differently makes you see the world completely different to someone else do you believe in magic yeah i do i do what kind and of I've, define I've, it i have fucked around with chaos magic and i will never fucking do that again it felt like it worked yeah, it did work, and Holy not shit. in a good way. Because, because chaos magic, right? It's like, it, it's you manifest something, or you're trying to manifest something that you are focusing on, super hard, and then it's pretty much like you will get to that step, no matter what happens in your life. So you know, like maybe ten family members might die because you did this ritual. But you end up getting thousand dollars because you got that in the inheritance, and you originally manifested a thousand dollars or something. So it's like you have to be very, very focused with your intention and uh, sort of not do anything wrong. And that's why, like, when you're getting into it, people are like, "Do not start at this." take every small step in the journey so you can understand get, everything get to it do not just go straight into it because you will fuck up your life you know what do you think magic is i think it's like your own perception and uh you willing your mind to do something and you can change your own reality with your thoughts. Fair enough. Why don't you call it meditation? Oh, no. I I, I also believe in meditation. You don't think they're the same? 100%. And, and transcend... No, oh, no, they're definitely the same. Yeah, um, and transcendental meditation is like the whole understanding your reality and yourself a lot a lot clearer you know like you were saying like writing down your dreams and stuff like that um yeah i i'm i'm not very knowledgeable about it there's so much er esoteric stuff that you can like wade through like ancient um fuck what do you call them uh yeah ancient books and grimoires and stuff that you can like yeah. read through and it's all all written very like cryptically so you know something that's talking about ancient egyptian gods could really be talking about 
you like eating urine and shit or something like okay so do you believe especially like alistair crowley and all that kind of shit do you believe that the big bang was the thing uh yeah i mean i think all that uh well it's like we can never really know but now we can never really know we know that stuff as far as science has figured out but science has also been wrong yeah and it's kind of a cult at the same time to be fair (laughs) it's a a little culty exactly I mean, and, they have their own book you know, written by people from the past to tell them how the things should work. Yeah. It sounds familiar. Yeah, exactly, man. And it's all based on data, which is just based on... No research we did. People, yeah, people <laughs> doing stuff, some university... How does look? Doing stuff... Uh, Can yeah. we just say that the apostles were scientists at this point and that they experienced certain things and they had the information and they wrote it down and then a bunch of people said, well, we didn't experience it, but they did and they put it in the book. And so we're going to... They say this is how things should work. So we're going to like follow that. And then a bunch of scientists were like, hey, we did the research. We're putting it in the book. And you know, these people don't know how it should work, but this is how the universe should work. It's the same story as far as I can tell. I think they're all cults to some degree. And actually, how do you know oh, who yeah. I really well, think well, feels it's culty? Do, do you know who Neil deGrasse Tyson is? Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah, I'm not a fan. No, I'm he's he fan. treats science like a cult, bro. Because yeah. he's so inflexible. It's this yeah. way for a fact. And it's like, dude, science is wrong all the time. Come on. Hmm. Yeah, that's right. And that's you know that that's like with all the super atheist Reddit guys. It's like. They're like, no, something's this way because this said so, and I won't believe anything else. And it's like, it's like, yeah, but could you not, like, keep an open mind about things, I guess? Yeah, I mean, everybody wants to believe they know because the admittance of total chaos and uncertainty is horrifying to people exactly yeah um like at at this point i would consider myself i I consider myself an atheist just because it's like the logical thing but also you know if somebody could show me for sure that god existed and god does exist i would believe that i bet i could prove it to you right now I, i i have an open mind about it i bet i could prove it to you right now Go on. Go on. <laughs> I had this conversation on this show before, and my only argument yeah. is that you already believe in God and you already worship that God exactly the way that somebody you claim believes in something that doesn't exist does. I can prove it. Yeah. When you go exploring, do yeah. you believe you will feel better? Do you believe you'll find some clarity? Do you feel a oneness with the places you go to, especially when they are in nature? Yes. Okay. Before going to those places, do you think in your mind that that's going to happen? Because you have previous experiences that tell you, yeah, you know what? I'm having a bad day. I'm going to go explore some shit. I'm going to feel better. Yeah. So you have 100%. faith that that's going to happen. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And you preemptively put your energy into that faith and build a plan around it. Mm-hmm. And then you go and follow through with the ritual of what that plan is, which is always exactly the same thing. It's going exploring yeah. in the same uh-huh. manner with a set rule, set rules you put around it. So uh-huh. you have a belief about a thing that you are essentially praying to in your head. You're like, okay, I want to go to the thing so I can get the answer, resolve the thing, clear the mind, get the focus, get the clarity I need. I'm going to go in that way. What difference do you have from somebody who gets on their knees and just sits there quietly in a meditative pose and talks to mm. Sky Daddy or somebody who goes into Sky Daddy. <laughs> somebody who goes yeah, into a church and believes that by going into this environment, you know, my day sucked, but I'm going to go to church today and I'm going to be around people who give me that good energy and we're all going to worship God together and we're all going to feel great. And whether I get the answer or not, I get the clarity I'm looking for. Hmm, Totally. And so is the point you're trying to make that you are your own God? I guess, yeah. Or that you make up your own God. Yeah people make up their own god yeah so the 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 ultimate logic is i heard this super recently but it seems to apply to everything which is we live in a world where if you do not choose something will be assigned and that's perfectly fine if you don't choose a job usually leading to some unique career path then you will be assigned one which is usually the general one Mm -hmm. the same idea would be if you don't choose your god well, you will be assigned one. There are general gods you can go to, or you can have your own god. And this applies to anything and everything you can imagine. I feel like it should be the eighth hermetic principle at this point. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's everywhere. Wow. If you don't is, choose, it will be given to you. Is that, um, speaking of hermetic principles, is that specified anywhere in, like, you know, magic? The hermetic principles? I feel like the hermetic principles fall more solidly in science, weirdly enough, but they do kind of fit in every religion. It's too universal. That's the problem. It fits everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But you're familiar with the hermetic principles? Oh, I've heard of it before, but no, I, yeah, I'm definitely not. uh... And it's just a bunch of laws that essentially seem to apply to everything. The first one is like, everything is mental. You know, everything happens in your head, no matter what you think about. There's nothing that doesn't happen in your head. Um, There's one that says uh, there's rhythm. So you're going to have ups and downs always. Nothing is purely up. Nothing is purely down. Which leads to the other one, just states polarity. Everything has two sides, no matter what the case might be. There's no exception to that rule. If you look left, that's because there's a right to look away from. Logic will always apply. Um, there's, um, what is it? Masculine and feminine. So every, everybody has dominant traits and everybody has recessive traits and it doesn't matter what two comparisons you're making. It could be people. It could be things. It doesn't matter. There's a tier list in the mind comparing these two things. No matter we do it with animals all the time. We hate insects and we love like dogs, like whatever, you know? So there's the, so basically it's rules that seem to be universal. The same would apply with just nature. We know sun over moon. The moon is definitely feminine compared to the sun because the sun will swallow the moon instantly. If it had to, there's no contest. 
So it's just weird things like that that seem to apply. And it applies also when it comes to like, think religion. So everything is mental. That means that God is you. You are God. There is God is everywhere. There is uh, the two sides to God, which are the loving and the wrathful. It's all, you know, presents itself wherever. Yeah. Overpowered principle, though. And I do think that uh, choice seems to be very present everywhere. And I do believe that, yeah, like I was saying before, uh, faith specifically allows you to build your own God. And I do think you did that. Interesting. Because you pray to this thing. You go on a... And you do more than most people, I would argue. You go on the journey, literally. You do the trek to where you're headed to get the clarity. You do what Moses did. You know, you do what Abraham did. This, these giant trips to the place for the clarity. Muhammad did that when he went to the tree, right? For the yeah. clarity. Well, I, I believe in the urbex god. That's cool. Yeah. Everybody has a god without exception. I truly believe that. I think uh, we just happen to name things weirdly. I do think that the scientists have a god. It's the Big Bang. It made everything. It made the universe. It made the sun. It made the stars. It made the earth that led to the people. It created the concept of evolution, which is the master key to everything. Like, I think everybody has a god without exception. Yeah. Oh, that's very interesting, man. Definitely some food for thought. How do you feel about that? Uh, yeah, it's interesting, and I, hmm, I would say that, yeah, Urbex would be my god. If not, uh, probably my cats would be my god because they tell me to fucking do everything do you how do you connect with your animals do you feel that kind of thing that you could like i guess the same concept hey my cat's there i'm gonna be happier just because i'm around them even if i'm having a bad you know i'll cuddle with my cat whatever Mm. is that the same idea or does it never cross your mind in that fashion the same way it would with like going and exploring are they too present and so you you're numb to that con- connection to them? Yeah, that's right. It, it's not a fast it's not really a fascination like it is with exploring and I'd say it's more of an obsession and weird fascination where I have to know I have to go there and explore it if I see it. You know, whereas a cat, it's like, yeah, that's they say, like, you know, like you're saying, they're cute, you can cuddle them, they make you feel better. They're children, um, they're your but children, yeah, you're right? They are, yeah, they are your children, yeah. I'll, I'll learn. Nah, he's not there. Do you feel so? You're drawn, so you, how do you, okay. Guide me through how you find out about a place to go look at in the first place. Well, uh, luckily nowadays, like a lot of explorers are online, and um, you know they'll you'll see something posted and you'll be like, "Oh, that's cool! I want to check it out." But 
there's also stuff, you know, that I find from stumbling across it in, you know, old state archives and stuff like that. Like, it's like, I like to read, like, history of my, you know, my state and, like, where I live and, and, um, yeah, that, then I'll go out and, like, it, a lot of it is, uh, like, infrastructure, like, you know, specifically tunnels, like, drains and stuff that's been built as infrastructure. So there's, and they've been built by the government, so there's always going to be um, records of that, but they have to put it out, put out publicly, so, or in Australia at least. So I find out from there, and then I'll, I'll, I guess go on a quest to find it. Does it will it will it say exactly where it's located in these documents half the time or most of the time all the time? Mm, not really. No, I'll have to scour through like fucking like satellite photos and um. We've got this really cool database and it's like all very high quality satellite photos back to nineteen forties or something of our state. So I can scour through those. That's badass. So there's like a scavenger hunt yeah. element to it. Yeah, it is, man. It's like finding, going out on a hunt and finding it. So, man. when it's not so well known about. When you see the pictures of the place, are there places you have seen that you're like, I don't give a crap about this one? Oh, yeah. It happens all the time. Just, um, like really you know blown out places you know all windows smashed graffiti everywhere whatever i'm like eh, i could probably give that a miss but you know an amazing huge red brick tunnel somewhere hidden under the city or whatever i'm like that's probably hasn't been explored for fucking 100 years or so i'm like fuck i have to find that and there's like a historical photo in the state archives before it was buried. Does the visual serve as your decider? Some of the times, yes. Some of the times it has to have a cool description or even it could be just a small, very small snippet of text. So I know it's there. It's like, Telecom cable tunnel under X to uh, 1.7 meters high or something X amount wide. I'm like, oh, I gotta find that. Interesting, interesting. So, huh? I never. Okay, so this is crazy. You've seen visuals that have both turned you into it, turned you off of it, but you've just read small snippets of something that's like, wow, this is a thing somewhere. So you don't, it's, you could be a lord from any direction, essentially. What's the scariest thing yeah. you've found at one of these places? There we go. Ever seen a dead body or something? Scariest. Um, fuck, I'm going to have to think. Not, not so much a dead body. I found like, you know like dog skeletons and stuff like that. Um, but no, I've never found a dead body. Um, I've Some creepy shit has happened. Hang on. 
sorry, I'm going to have to pick this up. I need to grab my phone charger because I'm hot spotted internet to my phone. It's about yeah, to take, run a, <laughs> take your time, take your time. Be right back. Well, instead, follow-up question, would would you like to see a dead body in one of these locations? Would that make it exciting if you were there? Oh, no, definitely not. Um, what if it's like an ancient dead body? Like, nobody got murdered, but somebody oh, died yeah, here and I, you stumble upon like, this and it was like 100 years ago that it happened. You know, it's funny you say that because I'd love to go to the catacombs in um paris where they have all the skeletons from the black plague like buried in there yeah and it, if you're walking through these tunnels you're literally just walking on top of like skulls and bones and shit like that so yeah i guess i would uh yeah love to go there and find you know see that sort of shit why haven't you gone Uh, that's a good question. I will go. Just uh, not yet. Probably just money. Money, having a, a go to Paris, get there. Um, Fair. That's and... <laughs> sucky trip. It's just traveling yeah. sucks, right? This is such a, such a huge barrier for cool things. I know. I, I did really want to go and explore some places in Ukraine, but that's that's not happening. Um, I mean, you can. You just, you know, <laughs> be ready. You could you technically could? Yeah, you could. Nobody's stopping you. It's a thing you could definitely do. <laughs> just might not, might not survive. <laughs> um, just join up the foreign legion, and uh, I mean, uh, but yeah, I really wanted to do the Odessa catacombs, which uh, is under the city of. Ukraine, and I wanted to do uh, like Chernobyl, which is in Ukraine as well. Um, Chernobyl is in stage, Ukraine. What? Yeah, it is. Yeah, where? Um, it's I... at the very top. I don't know um, where I thought that between... was. I felt like it was an Asian country. I don't know why. Yeah, it uh, it was in Ukraine when it used to be Russia, uh, and then that kind of led to the fall of the Soviet Union. Um, because the cleanup just cost him so much money. But yeah, it's it's in Ukraine and apparently with the fighting they um they were uh disturbing some very dangerous toxic radioactive dust. I mean, so that's not good. There's so much of that happening right now like they stirred up some crap into the air but somewhere in Ohio or something over here uh, uh, oh, dude! You heard about it? The chemical spill in Ohio yep. is fucked, man. Yep, and uh, the government keeps not... saying it's totally fine. No way is that fine. Man. No way is you're it not, fine. You're not close to there, are you? No, I'm not close to there. I'm complete. I'm luckily that's far good. as hell from that. That's fine. But I would get, get the hell out of there. Yes, yes. There are people just living there Ugh. casually underneath this crap. That's horrible. And yeah, it's really sad. Some of the people are like, I can't afford to leave and we have to keep working and shit while, you know, it's all that shit's been let into the air. Yep. Um, 
And yeah, like you're saying, the government's like, it's completely fine. Yeah. Nothing to worry about. Yeah. You know? they, um, there's even still ads running about going to Ohio for its great landmarks and stuff. And it's like, what? What? <laughs> Why are you trying shit. to get people there still? They don't care. That's horrible. Yeah, it's so absurd. Mm. But also, like, we stopped caring about a lot as a planet, I think. Like, oh, for sure. You, had the Pentagon just tell us. Destroy this planet. Yeah. Had, like, you remember during the pandemic, like, people were so distracted by Black Lives Matter after yeah. the George Floyd thing and the pandemic oh. happening all kind of at the same time. It felt apocalyptic to the point that when NASA was like, Oh yeah, and we don't know what those things we confiscated were. All those footages? No, we don't know. You guys in the public, go find out yourselves because we don't get it. And nobody cared because what? what happened? Yeah, NASA released a bunch of that. footage. Yes, exactly. Nobody cared. It's, it was never talked about <laughs> because George Floyd and COVID happened. But NASA released Sorry. a photo that was uh, confiscated in 2017. It was just removed and, you know, we, we're going to investigate and see what this is. There was one, I think it was from 2013 or 2011, something like that. And the one from like 2004 or 2005 or something that were all UFOs, different UFOs. And we're going to investigate them and find out what they are. And then in like 2020, towards the end of the year, they just, re to, maybe in the middle of the year, they just released all of them again. And they're like, look. We have no idea what these are. So Jesus, I'm gonna have to look that up. That's cool. Yeah, Sessie, wait, hold up. Is that the part about this I is mean, blowing your mind? Not the fact that the Pentagon <laughs> a couple of days ago just said there might be a mothership in our airspace. Wait, what? Google fuck? it. I swear I to did you. Not hear about that. Yeah. Wait. So you guys don't just get caught wait, up mean, on crazy American news? Oh, the shit that happens. Um, that's been happening with these balloons and um uh that one that was shot shot down over fucking um canada and and they're saying they refuse to release any images of it or something even though yep. they have it yeah I've, yeah that that's freaky as fuck and and when i first heard about that i'm like oh it's it's happening oh no it's but been happening happened. The uh, go ahead and look up that little Pentagon announcement about a mothership just chilling in our airspace. That's so absurd, just casually. But nobody cares that that we have a task force looking at what they think is a mothership in our airspace, just hanging out in our star in our star system, just chilling. And we're like, yeah, that's up there. But like, anyways, we gotta go get Putin, and it's like. Yeah, but what? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, Putin, I agree. I'm not saying no, but, like, can we shine a little, just a little more on that side over there? I really want to know. Is this the March 16th? Pentagon officials claim the alien mothership could send ships to Earth. Um, but also, how much of this crap could we believe? Even if it's the government making an official announcement, Trump happened. Like... What part of reality is real? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's at yeah. what? What can I, we believe? I have heard some interesting stuff about the um, the them saying they shot down balloons 
because uh, they shot down the um uh that one that they said was a chinese spy balloon and then people were saying they changed the like government response systems that are meant to automatically shoot down stuff and then they're saying they're shooting down this ufo so I don't know, but some people are saying it's all fake because it could be the government trying to flex their muscles, being like, oh, don't worry, if more of these come, we'll shoot them down or whatever. Yeah, that's or the whether ongoing narrative over or... here. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the ongoing narrative yeah. over here is that it's probably because they're just trying to, like, stop us from being scared. But then they have, like, an army general or some crap that just shows up into, like, uh, an Air Force pilot, actually, that goes on record and uh, says, oh, no, there's thousands of these things. Yeah. Like, what? Fuck, so, wait, we got a mothership, a thousand things in space. It sounds like an invasion, bro. And then in yeah, that FBI so document, they also state, oh, yeah, we've. it's possible that we're being probed continuously. That we've been visited a bunch Jesus, of times. What? Why are you... What? I mean, there's enough people saying that they have been probed. <laughs> do do we I believe them that. is the question. If the stories were consistent, yes. But the fact that mm. they never are... But then again, there's a million different science experiments we run here on Earth. Why would all of them look the same? Exactly. Um... The thing that worried me about the that UFO in um, uh, Canada was the fact that they just straight ahead went and shot it down. Like, could they have just started an intergalactic war because they just, like, hair-trigger shot it down? You know? But I'll, I'll give you this. The aliens ask for forgiveness later. If anybody's going to win the war against the aliens, it'll be the Canadians. Like, I guarantee you, it's nobody else is competing. <laughs> we, we just can't. It's because of one moment that happened in like 2012 or something. I don't even remember what year it was. Do you, remember, yeah. do you remember hearing the story about the Samoan pirates off of the coast of uh, Canada that had, uh, they took a boat ransom or something and then they had like a rocket launcher aimed at the dude's head which i find hilarious like if you pull the trigger dude oh you're dying God. too yeah like this is so dumb but like whatever but in order to solve the problem and get that rocket launcher out of the guy's head to save his life the canadians sent some special task force members and they went on a ship you know and then the ship let out a tiny boat the boat was small enough so that the pirates could not see it coming. And they stayed at a far enough distance. And a spotter and a sniper lined up. And they got a headshot on the guy on the boat. Fantastic. Uh, this sounds standard good awesomeness. Until you consider the fact that you're on water and your tiny little boat is moving chaotically because you're not just close to the shore. You're, you're in the ocean and that ship over there is huge. And it's also moving in a completely different rhythm to your tiny little boat. And you got a clean first try headshot on that guy over there. And it was quite a distance. It was so far. They couldn't see you. It's either a total fluke or that dude has the, that sniper has the best hand-eye coordination. 
ever this world has ever seen yeah i'm thinking fluke or it's it's some kind of uh computerized uh aiming system seeking yeah oh shit that never crossed my mind like what if what if there was some calculation made by a machine going on well yeah get this i'm i'm i could imagine that you know the world superpowers like the u.s and shit um would have the ability to just kill anyone they wanted with some kind of laser from a fucking space station if they wanted they they could kill putin if they wanted they could just they could everything we do is for show for sure instantly laser him but yeah everything's for show everything's for show everything's for show in in fear look at look at the fact that rich people with the worst diseases never die how how convenient they need to have something crazy except for whatever reason Steve Jobs even admitted later towards the end that he's like, eh, I fucked around with it too much. But it's like all the other rich people with crazy terminal illnesses seem to just perfectly fine for a really long time. It's the people who don't take the medicine serious. And it's like, well, we have a bunch of crap. Like the example is always Magic Johnson, you know, like he just never died. And he had AIDS before, like, not the cure, but the remedies existed. It's like, damn, bro, you just. You just tanked AIDS. Cool, I guess. Damn. Yeah, I'm. I'm not very clued in on Magic Johnson, but that that. Yeah, he's had HIV always. Maybe he was born with it. Who knows at this point? Is he still alive now? I wouldn't even be blown away if he was at this point. I'm like, (laughs) this guy's just immortal. Or the Queen. The Queen was also pretty long lived. What was your opinion on her? Oh yeah, I know her. Did you care? Um. No, I don't care. I think the uh, the royalty are just like very rich influences. Plus, yeah. um, there's a a lot of uh, well, I mean, like there were colonizers and pro colonization and all that shit. Like, yeah, it's it's fucked. How much money does the, did the queen have? Oh, that's a good question. I don't. I should know because Australia. Is don't Google it. Give me a number off the top of your head. Oh, it would be in the billions, right? You think it would be in the billions? You think she's comparable crown, to other billionaires? Crown jewels. She would have inherited a lot of money, right? Yeah, I I always thought like it would and, be unfathomable money, like definitely in the maybe she's actually in the trillions, but it's money that shouldn't be calculated. You know, it's the same idea. Like, how rich is the pope? Like, that's right. Yeah, like every money uh, from every church that's Catholic funneled upwards infinitely until it reaches the pope. Whoa, how much money is that? Jesus. That's crazy, right? You just put that into perspective. Every Catholic church's money funneled upwards until it reaches the Pope. And the Pope is less important than the Queen. She gets some of that money, too. How much money does the Queen have? Oh, man. Too much to count. Yeah. (laughs) All all of the world's money. I mean, there's a theory that the world's biggest criminals... That they have the you know these giant stores of money that when we're counting you know they have a spread out a 
across a million different banks and this is how much money they got like they should in the, like the leader of the cartel should have like queen money you know like there's so much money it doesn't even make sense it's business for business sake at that yeah. point and, and do we know how much money the queen has so we yeah no we don't know how much money the queen has like there's probably estimate but how oh, much okay. could they calculate everything really well a lot would be in assets as yes well, i'd imagine like land and and power like it's all yeah. equity it's all, all equitable, right. I guess. Like things you could like melt down for it ultimately. Properties, whether it be giant castles, mansions, golden rooms, jewelry of all sorts, uh, relics, and just so many things worth so much. On top exactly. of Plus, their actual money. If if they wanted money, if they wanted more money, they could just you know make a few deals, whatever, and. You know, but the crown so still takes power, money from tax. I could get it. Yeah. What's that from banks? No, from tax. tax. The crown still makes money oh, from tax. Right. No shit, I did not know that. Yeah, that's how they stay afloat. It's become less and less over time, which is why they think they're going poor, but they don't understand what poverty is because, bro, you live in a castle. <laughs> poverty to you is like, I got to sell my crown for a smaller crown. <laughs> yeah you know like how rich is it that you have to be to think that being aware of your money is enough to think you're poor <laughs> yeah exactly like poor is like you know not being able to eat yes yeah not not being able to live in a house but <laughs> right there's how often do you donate me yeah or... when was the last time you donated to something no, probably not as much as i should like, and, and the logic is when like they have fundraisers at work and shit yeah but the logic is ultimately like i need it more right right yeah but why like you i need it more as i'm sitting here on my phone ignoring giving money to people who can't afford the phone I'm playing on. You know, like that logic of like, I am That's so right. poor, but we're, right. we're also spoiled. It's so astoundingly spoiled that if you were to donate to something that's financially less off than you, then it's a reality suddenly that that's a thing. And you've also invested in the fact that that's a real thing, not in causing the problem, but now you're, You've tried to stop it to some margin. So now it's a real thing that's like, oh, fuck. Okay, so here's money to stop uh, uh, child slavery and child labor. But, like, oh, fuck. Now I'm like. 2012. Yeah, now I'm totally just aware of the fact that, like, that's still real. What a bummer, dude. (laughs) Yeah. So I think as people, we generally try to avoid that crap. And, like, it's not even about not donating. It's about not making that situation a reality in our universe. Like, I just walk away from this and not engage in this any longer so it takes no more mental space. And I would just say no, thank you, and keep it moving. That's right. And that's why we have uh, companies, like, we have guide dogs in Australia where the the way they get uh, 
their money is they just show people heaps of cute pictures of dogs and they're like do you want to sponsor a dog and it's like yeah take my money cute puppy sarah mclaughlin <laughs> yeah but um yeah it's interesting when you say like you know what is i guess being poor and it's like not not so much like even living in the countries that we live in it's like we don't have missiles ra- missiles raining down on us yeah. all day you know that's you know even our something... poverty is profiting like have are is how how bad is the homelessness in um australia it's it's well it's not that bad it's more so so we have centrelink which is uh you know the basic income that people can have like it's like benefits if you don't have a job um and the only way you can get it is if you're like if you say you're looking for a job but the the main problem i think is we don't have very good treatment for mental health and stuff like that so it's like um you know so like people could have major mental health issues and that just goes untreated is it common enough over there that you've personally seen homeless people in australia yeah yeah we have people sleeping on the street uh, all the time have you seen homeless people with cell phones yes exactly <laughs> that's the level of poverty <laughs> that we have we're looking at people sleeping point. outside who still manage to get that very cell phone <laughs> that somebody in a different country is a slave to make possible that's literally yeah. the case in first world countries. The Western world in general just has that. I see homeless people all the fucking time. I don't think I've seen a homeless person without a cell phone, a charger, and the ability to go and charge it in a Dunkin' Donuts or a Starbucks <laughs> in years. Yeah, exactly, man. It's like, and it's like, if somebody gives you 20 bucks, you can just go down to the McDonald's and. Get a fucking yep. meal. Exactly. You're good. You eat every day. You eat every day without fail. Somebody buys. They're not going to give you the money. Somebody generous enough is going to say, well, at least come inside and I'll get you something. I'm not going to give you the cash, though. Simple. Yeah. Some, somehow you've survived homeless, quote, unquote, for how long? I've been out here three years, man. But What? So you've been eating, obviously, because human nature, seven days without water, you're dead. Ten, uh, uh, 30 days without food, you're dead. So, like, you're clearly eating, bro. And you got, like, a cell phone. How poor are you? Now, let's go look at that same yeah, situation that's... in, like, some... in All these warring African countries, for example. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. People go without food for days. They literally die of starvation. I think that's poverty. Exactly. That it, oh, it really is. Yeah. I think that's and really being poor. Kids like dying of starvation, shit like that. It's like ugh, that's bleak. But that's what we don't want to face. Mm. Because we tell ourselves again, "Well, I need it more." I mean, we don't need a cell phone, (laughs) you know? We really, really don't. Do we really? Like, so exaggeratedly, we don't. In fact, your life would probably be better without a 
That's yeah, fine. that's another problem, this, right? I, we don't have real problems, so we need to look for them. And usually the things we hold on to the most are the things causing the problems. But it's because we don't have real yeah. threats. It's too safe here. Exactly, man. That's, that's humanity right there, right? We wish we were dealing with the Absolutely. conflicts of the and things that we're not going to look for. And that's essentially, we wish we were poor people. We call ourselves poor people. It's yeah. disrespectful. It has it's to be, like, right? Man, man, my life is so bad. I got a speeding ticket today. Yep. Fuck my life. <laughs> or you're like, you, just back to cell phone. What if your really cell phone stopped working bad. today? The panic that would settle. Oh, I'd be devastated. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be the zero what connection. Oh, life sucks. <laughs> I hate everything. Yeah. But no, somebody has never held a cell phone somewhere and like their kid got blown up probably by a Skynet-esque war that we're waging on them. Like probably we just sent drones over there because we took out all the soldiers yeah, and we're just probably. blowing your people up and you're like really hungry and our robots rolled up on you. And we're over here like, oh man, my cell phone stopped working. Life sucks. Yeah. Like in those countries, they're like, oh, oh, you've got oil. Let's give you some freedom, <laughs> man. And yeah, the kids get kids get blown up by drones and shit. Yep. Oh, Casual. Casual, bro. We're over here dropping bombs anywhere we look. Meanwhile, oh man, McDonald's machine isn't working again. <laughs> Life sucks. Oh. Uh, I mean, we go online. Let's let's look at the logic. We go online and we will complain every day about the 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 ice cream machine not working in McDonald's. That's I I'm so tired of hearing about it. I'm so it's everywhere. It's always mentioned. It never works. I get it. You don't need to say it. I have not eaten in McDonald's in maybe over it's it must be like like 10 years at this point. And like Jesus, bro, I get it. I understand. I, everybody said it. It stopped working. That's not the end of the world. You went online to Dude complain about that. that. That's the argument yeah. you came to make. You didn't go online to be like, how do I help the world be better? The true suffering. No, your suffering is mm. the ice cream machine doesn't work. <laughs> and, and then that's back to first world problems. Yeah, it's all first world problems. I don't think we understand what problems are. That's why we're like falling apart at small things. Oh, for sure, man. But then the real question is, would you rather know the truth inherently or suppress it and, and live a hedonistic life? Well, I would say suppress it and leave it, lead a hedonistic life because that is the nature of society. Yeah, hell yeah. The life we are all living, you know? That's exactly the case, man. Do you... What's your life philosophy? Life philosophy is... I don't know. Do things that make you happy and uh, keep an open mind and don't be a dick to people. I dig it. Why do things that make you happy? Um, Because... I don't know, life's too short and you should enjoy it. 
it's very <laughs> it's it's very basic bitch live laugh love i think <laughs> so so you like to chase happiness hmm. yeah i'd say so i mean that's not that and that would be the nature of hedonism ultimately right would mm-hmm. you say you choose happiness over purpose yes do you feel more fulfilled that way I think I think I'm it's comfortable yeah. <laughs> it's comfortable but I, but... I am I am I am aware that I'm doing this like working a nine to five um fucking every day yeah I, I I'm aware but it's also it's the same yeah. thing, right? It's the same thing as the little slave kids over there, like making your computer, right? Like you, yeah. you suppress it, and like then who gives a shit? That's all right. Like you can coexist with it, cause fuck it, I don't have to think about it. I just do it, and then I'm mm. out of work, and then I just live remembering the moments out of work. <laughs> that that's what I'm in. This is fucking crazy that we even do this. I um yeah it, and you know that that's why you know I like to get out in nature and stuff it's like I ideally I'd love to fucking buy a cabin in the woods and fucking live self-sufficiently and never have to fucking worry about society just do my own shit would you not have a Be cell phone grid. yes <laughs> I would not have any technology you can Even handle I that. Work it. I I fucking work in technology, so I don't. But I'd love to just, you know, li- live completely offline. Yeah. Do you have a PlayStation? I don't, but I have a Nintendo Switch. Do you play it? No. Do you watch TV? I, I used to. Yes. Netflix. I watch a fuckload of like YouTube. Yeah. And you're just perfectly fine getting rid of that. Yeah, I think I think I would, given the chance. uh, Yeah, I would. Um, Yeah. Do you? It 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 would. I think it would be like weaning off a really really strong drug, though. Fair enough. I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's true. I think. Yeah, think about when a tragedy happens in life. Something horrible that's happened Mm. to you. Give that thought. When you are in that moment, it's not, you're not freaking out. You're not in panic. It's just, this is what's happening right now. Let's work through it. That's right. It's it's very mechanical. Like, yeah, this is what we've got to do to get through it. And then afterwards, you're like, this, that was fucked, you know? Yeah. And like, Mm. If you think about no technology, no Netflix, no phone, no internet, no nothing, maybe power, I'm assuming, but like nothing to connect you to the outside world so that you have no interference. In a situation like that, you just settle into, well, this is just what's happening right now, but also you're not really suffering in that moment. So you're never going to get to the, well, this was a tragedy that I was trying to get through. There's no tragedy. It's just like, okay, the thing's gone. Mm-hmm. 
And then you just get used yeah, to it being gone. Well, that's a good one. It's kind of, yeah. I, when I was staying in uh, Kangaroo Island the last week, there, there's literally no phone reception there. Um, and I I didn't use my phone at all. And you know how the it gives you, the iPhones give you like a screen report and how many hours you've spent on your phone. And my, mine's usually like, you know, five hours a day every fucking week. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it sounds um, pretty bad, but that's exaggerated. Like, yeah, it's fucking bad. Um, and then, yeah, this one was like you spent maybe 20 minutes a day this week on your phone. Probably going on my phone and being like, oh, yeah, there's no internet here. Puts phone away. Man, that's fucking. I'm just it blown was away good. now. It was good, and I I accepted it. You know. Yeah, it settled right. Like you just didn't even really care after yeah. a while. It was like, normal. I, I literally cannot do anything to get internet. So. Yeah, another moment is Amanda. You know when your phone breaks. Are you the kind of person who gets yeah. another phone that day? Hmm. Let you go, like, I, I haven't two, three in the days. past, but I probably, I probably would now, like within the week. Yeah, I'd like you'd more. still go the week. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's how easy it is. It's like, well, whatever. I'm not like gonna die. I'm just gonna. I can't get it today because I gotta work and I gotta do this and I gotta do that, and I can't get it tomorrow because this mm-hmm. is not like fine. Whatever, I'll get it at the end of the week. So you yeah. just compartmentalize it away. Yeah, that's all right. That's how easily we adapt. This is, but I guess I get full circle. Okay, fair enough. Mm. That's anxiety, right? The anticipation that you're not gonna like it. That's the anxiety because you're just thinking of the future. I'm not gonna like it. This is gonna be so horrible. But when you're there, (laughs) who gives a fuck? Exactly. Exactly. I bet the people in the twin towers didn't feel that way though. Like, man, it would suck if these towers fell. <laughs> and then, like, it started happening. They're like, I'm here, and this is happening now. And no, no, it's still pretty horrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, that that come down never happened. I think it was particularly horrible for the people, like, leaping out of the window. How uh, how yeah, prominent that be... was that over there? It was, it was very prominent, yeah. I think, because we're a would probably be classed as a western society and yeah i remember i was pretty young when that happened and i was gonna go to school that day but my parents were like you're not going to school today we don't this is fucked and we all just sort of like watched it on tv my question is why is it fucked thinking about it really really logically speaking you're telling me One of the countries that we consistently bomb, oftentimes for no reason, sometimes we have reason, but a lot of the time it's for no reason. They get get one back. They get when they take way less people, way less than we've collectively taken. And our, the world, the world responds in, but wait. What about all the yeah. people that we bombed on their end before they retaliate? Why are we shocked about the retaliation part? 
Exactly, man. That's like, I mean, that's kind of what people say about like Russia and Ukraine. They're like, yes, like everybody's shocked about Putin, but America has also done the same thing. And, you know, just because those people they bombed aren't white. Uh, that's like, why we're angry. I mean, if they, yeah, that's why we don't pay attention. Yeah, there's not a huge outrage. Yeah, but if they were, oh no. But you know, if if the media showed it the same as you know the invasion of Ukraine and everything, people would be fucking flipping out. But it's the same thing. Yeah, we just don't like colored people over here in the United States of America. Let's see, if you're in the Middle East, be ready because we're gonna blow you up. That's our thing. <laughs> and it's like. Whew. Yeah, you know it's what? Fucked, Nobody man. talks about it. hell yeah, bro. We're ob- this country's obviously terrorist. Let's be real. Like <laughs> to the world, we're like the criminal country. Yeah, it's like we're staying, we're staying the number one superpower and fucking blow up anyone. Yeah, dude. By any means is. necessary. If you look like you're going up in power, we're gonna start beef and we're gonna attack you. The end. That's right. It's what the like what so, somebody discovers oil uh you know fucking time to go take it liberate them yes yes they they suddenly require our help to have democracy well i yeah exactly and i was hearing similar things about ukraine like they're very resource rich um russia like obviously nothing in in, and they wanted to join NATO, and like in twenty years or so, you know, they would be a very rich country, like mining all those resources. So, sim- similar thing. Take similar it back, thing. Yeah. Make it part of the. Um, but they're bring white. It back to the Soviet That's it. Times. They're white. We got to protect them. But the, here's my problem: is isn't that the United States does it? Yes, they do it. Everybody does it. Even China. Everybody does it. The question yeah. is, why is the rest of the world not giving a fuck when we do it to the Middle East, but you do it to any white person and everybody's outraged? It's like, what? So we all agree unanimously that for whatever reason, and we're talking, we're not just talking white countries. We're just objectively talking all countries at this point are like, what's happening in Ukraine is so horrible. But wait. You guys are also Middle Eastern and have never said shit about the United States doing anything to these other countries. Even people next to the people we're bombing still agree, but protect the white people. What? <laughs> yep. yep. And and that's the way the media always spins it as well. But is are there? Uh, it's like India, who seems to always just be ride or die with white people. Like, are they also being, like, is their media <laughs> just telling them white people are cool and like people who look like you? No. Nah. Yeah, yeah. What's up with that? Yeah, that's so strange to me. And it's not even just them. A bunch of African countries and Asian countries too. They just all like, yeah, yeah, yeah white power, and it's like what. Wait, you, you're literally black, yeah. bro. Yeah. Uh, but it is what it is. Yeah. The world's fucked like that. What can we do about it? Doesn't need to make sense, right? Mm. <laughs> I, I think all of this happened after Trump, though. What's that? 
I think all of this happened after Trump. That's when we all became aware of the absurdities of the universe because it like all broke down when this guy went into office and just started doing random shit. <laughs> oh yeah, I was gonna say everyone was hypnotized by Trump. Yo, it so, like, filled the airwaves. Oh, look, he's done a stupid thing again. He's but come <laughs> on, tell me life wasn't funner when he was around. Oh, dude, it was so entertaining. It was like, look at this orange dude. Yeah. Oh, so fucking stupid. all the time. <laughs> and now it's so boring. We got like a corpse in the White yeah. Office, in the White House. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so dumb. Do you guys talk about Biden all the time, too? Not really, no. I, I, I love the American memes funny about him. He's so fucking old. But, um, yeah, no, we, we, it's kind of, um, we, we had a really shit prime minister recently, Scott Morrison, and he's gone now. So it's kind of like, we don't really have anything to make fun of. He, he was the fucking biggest. <laughs> have you heard of Scott Morrison? No, I've never he's heard like, of him. He was super conservative, like, um, you know, he was part of a cult church. There'd be like videos of him, you know, speaking in tongues, all that shit. But we had these huge bushfires here that um went uh like pretty much burnt out half of Australia. Heaps of people died. It was like apocalyptic shit. Um, and when that was happening, he was in Hawaii, sitting on the beach, fucking like yes. Yes, and, and I did hear about him. He was like, he was like, no, I'm, I'm not gonna come back. I'm, I'm still enjoying my holiday, and you, you know, like people's houses were being destroyed, people were dying, and then he finally came back, and he was like, he went to the scenes of the fires, and there were people, you know, crying about their dead family members, and like, there was one fireman who was had been fighting the fires, and he was all covered in soot and stuff and he's like my house burnt down and scott morrison came up and he was like shake my hand mate and he's just like i'm not gonna fucking shake your hand <laughs> but i yeah, can imagine he, what a douchewad and, and he he fucked up the you know vaccine rollout and the fucking fucked up covid stuff so bad so he's gone wait so he was trump so we don't have yeah, yeah, and he was good friends with Trump as well. I mean, all these douchebags yeah. came into power all at the same time, didn't they? It was like the same thing yeah. was happening in Brazil. Yeah. They got yeah. their own so, douchewad um, who messed up COVID as well and was just trying to take control of everything all at the same time. <laughs> no, it's it's funny how bad our our um government fucked up COVID. It's like they especially with the vaccine rollout, it was like they brought out um, that vaccine that caused blood clots and they they were going to release it to the general public and they were like... Um, and it was mainly because he wanted his mate to manufacture all of the vaccines. So he's like, you know, I rub your back, you rub mine. And then it came out, you know, that that was the bad vaccine. So they were like, we have to buy up the Pfizer vaccine. And then there wasn't enough to go around. And they're like, well, let's just lock everyone down for another two months until we can get some. How long so, were your lockdowns? Yeah, it, it was, well, we weren't too bad because I'm in a small state. But I think the Melbourne 
let me look look up how long they were locked down. Um, but it was like six months, surely. Wow, you guys had way less time than we did. I th- I think we pulled a year. Six. Okay, so the Melbourne lockdowns it totaled two hundred and sixty-two days, where you weren't allowed to leave your house. Unless for necessities. But, I, but but we were fine in our state. We we didn't have any COVID. We were just just chilling really. The luckily the town where I lived, it was like that. Even if the state I live in was freaking out, the town was just conservative enough to not care and be like, whatever, we're not following these rules. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much what ours was like. But but it was funny. Our, our state is rec- uh, called the Nana State because it's so, like, you know, everything closes at nine. Everyone's super, I guess you could say, super conservative. It's also known as the city of churches. Um, but when there was one one case in this pizza shop, um, literally the whole state was outraged this one guy who went to work the one day and had COVID and they had to station police outside the pizza shop because they thought that people would like Heard burn him? it down. <laughs> yeah. They thought people were literally gonna kill this guy, like lynch him for having COVID. That doesn't even make sense, but why? Uh just cause he was like he because he went to work with COVID but he didn't know he had it. Yeah, like, of course, yeah. even though he had it. it. It was, and, you know, this was very different to America. Like, it was, like, spreading pretty rapidly in America at this point, but we didn't really have anything. But it, it's it's funny in hindsight, looking back on it, it's like, oh. I mean, no, you guys hold the, the best honor. And you know what? Yeah, I'll close on that. You guys hold the best honor for one of the most important things that has ever happened in history that has affected the rest of the world subsequently in mass the first location to run out of toilet paper happened in australia oh man you guys are to blame for that panic that was the stupidest shit dude my question is what the hell was happening in their minds Dude, I don't know. I had to fucking use kitchen paper towel to wipe my ass for a good week. <laughs> um, and it's yeah, the craziest I, part is that people don't even realize most stores have a local warehouse nearby with backup supply. Oh, I know. I was like, I was so confused because like COVID doesn't usually make you shit yourself, right? <laughs> like people are acting like you know. But I want, it, and it spread through all this toilet paper. It spread. People kept doing that. I get this is my theory. This yeah. is how I picture it happened, right? I think there was a crazy person unrelated to COVID, or maybe somebody just like wholesale buying, you know, it's like I'm being cheap and buying a bunch, I'm gonna sell them later, or whatever. Some yeah. person unrelated to COVID bought a bunch. The second person. Yeah. 
who was familiar with the fact that this virus was spreading sees somebody with a cart that has nothing but toilet paper on it. Maybe they're going to sell it on one of these scams. Not scams, but you know these things you see online where yeah. you buy in bulk and then sell it somewhere else for way more. So maybe they were running one of those things. And then this person, unrelated but fully aware of COVID, sees this person with a cart that has nothing but uh, toilet paper on it and says, holy shit, this is probably happening everywhere. Everybody's buying toilet paper because the toilet paper is going to run out and then we won't have toilet paper for whatever reason this thought makes sense. But it's like I have proof in front of me. So I'm just going to grab a couple of more roles. It's her mentality. Yes. Um. You know, like if you're driving in your car and you're not sure what the speed limit is, and then you see a bunch of people, you're going to go straight into the sun, it's less. But uh, yeah, it's that kind of thing. Say that again, totally cut out right there. Oh, um, it's kind of like if you're driving. Uh, on a road where you're not sure what the speed limit is, you haven't seen any signs, and there's a bunch of cars driving faster than you, you're going to speed up. Um, Even if the speed limit is slower than that, you're going to follow what other people are doing? Yes. This experiment has been proven by putting a person or seeing a person, you know, making a situation in which there is a narrow walkway that they have to go through to get to where they're going. And this person has no idea about the experiment, so they're just going, you know, on their usual way to their house. But for whatever reason, this experiment gets stationed on the walkway to their house, and now there's a narrow walkway they have to go through. And people from the direction this person is going just are running in the opposite direction that this person is. And so they're just by default faced with this group of people that can move around him. They're not, they're obviously going to move right past him effortlessly. But he sees people running away and fight or flight kicks in. I have to start running because there's something so horrible that all these people are running away. So it. If I was in America, I would start running because of <laughs> the mass shootings. If I saw that. Yeah, for I sure. I think that's at this point programmed. But now here's a tad bit of racism that even black people have. Right. If this same scenario happened and it was just black people running towards you, the same knee-jerk reaction is going to happen. And even black <laughs> people have said themselves like i bro i don't i'm about to get jumped or something i'm running too (laughs) you know like that mentality of like it's not it's i guess a stereotype at this point because it's not even racism it's not like oh my god i'm better than them but it's like oh my god like do i want to find out if i'm gonna be eaten by one of these lions or do i just want to start running and Mm. dodge the situation entirely Actually, a comedian yeah. made that joke. I think it was That's Cat Williams. I was going to say, is there footage of that? Because that would be hilarious to see. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Cat Williams. It was a comedian that made yeah. the joke about, like, right. of course you're not being racist for running away when there's a bunch of black people running your way. Just assume <laughs> that it's bad and get out of there. Whether be Rather be racist and alive than try to be politically correct and murdered. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's funny, man. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, dude, it has been a blast to talk to you, man. Let everybody yeah, know great, man. where they can find all of your links, everything you're doing, all of your projects, whatever's going on. 
Yeah, all right. So pretty much the hub of where you can find everything related to my stuff is um, jimsurbex.com, which is J-I-M-S-U-R-B-E-X.com. And that's pretty much got links to my YouTube, uh, Instagram, TikTok. Um, Yeah, and if you like, and obviously the Belly Cave podcast, which is how you found me. Yes. Um, yeah. And, you know, and if you like podcasts talking about shit, we definitely don't get as deep as uh, this podcast, which I got to say, Jack, it's been fucking cool. I love how your brain works, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm weird, um, man. Yeah, we we more talk about literal shit and just stupid stuff in general. Um, but yeah, the Belly Cave podcast, we've also got a website for that, or you can just search it up on Spotify or um, in, uh, or Apple Podcasts. Um, but that's also at thebellycavepodcast.com. Um, we just did a fun one where we uh, fucking put together our own music festival with the shittest bands that we could find and uh we read one star brothel reviews so that was pretty funny (laughs) yeah so check out all that stuff i uh first of all i do love your show very much i i like these weird sort of offbeat comedy shows that like the the if too people too many people take themselves seriously and that kills the just enjoyment of life, and I love when yeah. there's absolute freedom happening, the freedom to get weird, the freedom to talk about whatever, and it doesn't even matter. Everybody's just kind of in and enjoying the reality of what's happening at any given moment. I think a show you should exactly. definitely look into is a a clever name podcast. Right. I think you and that show are uh, your show and that show, the belly cave podcast and the clever name podcast are very similar in that level of freedom. They're definitely aiming to cringe people out more. I think that's the ultimate goal of that show, but the freedom of like clever, the clever name podcast, clever name podcast. Yeah. Okay. Sick. Yeah. it's. I mean, there's, uh, what was it? There's um, they they actually do activities going outside, so they have wrestling matches as well, and they'll report on how <laughs> those went. They have uh, they had boxing that they were doing on a on rollerblades inside of a ring that I think they had they made with barbed wire. Just dumb shit like that Holy is happening on this show. Shit, that's cool. Did Did you hear? We just released an episode where we. Uh, opened and ate a forty-year-old can of beans. <laughs> there's what a lot the of fuck? Uh, I didn't check that a out. No, ga- a lot of gagging noises going on. Oh, I can Here imagine. I can found it in an abandoned house and cracked Why would it you open. Eat it. Like obviously, I, it's expired it. by like Mariachi did, but like thirty-seven years maybe. Dude, it's that smell is just burnt into my nostrils. Like thinking about it, I can still imagine it. It smelled, it, it literally smelled like shit. Like I'm not gonna lie. I bet I can paint you a worse scent. Have yeah. you ever opened an egg and it comes out green? Oh, well, like a rotten egg. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I have once, and it is... That's... I think that's up there. I think the actual smell of shit is less bad. (laughs) I think that's that's a fair (laughs) judgment that most people can get behind. I think the actual scent of shit is less bad than a rotten egg. Yeah, fuck. Why does that smell so bad? Because it's like pure protein. Imagine uh, drinking a rotten egg, just one. Alright, I'm gonna try and find that for our next show and we'll, we'll eat one. A rotten egg? I feel like that's also really hard to do for whatever reason. How old does an egg have to be to be uh, rotten? Probably not. I don't know, man. Like, I've had eggs for a long How time do you that make don't rot. A rotten egg? Yeah, like, I've, I've, I've held yeah. eggs for a while before they rot. Like, I've, I haven't seen a rotten egg in a while. Hmm. Anyways, anyways, I gotta get the have to go into fuck a, out of here. Chicken coop. <laughs> an old chicken coop. Yeah, an abandoned chicken coop. <laughs> but man, look, it's been totally awesome to talk to you. I definitely yeah, love you too, how it's your mind works. I, I love that you're just okay with whatever the fuck I'm asking and just trying to figure it out as you're moving along. I know I'm weird, and it's a lot of weird self-reflections that happen talking to me. My apologies if that got uncomfortable at times. No, dude, I love that shit. I like I like being made to think, and specific topics that maybe I wouldn't think of on my own. So that's really fucking cool, man. Yeah, I'm a weirdo like that. And look, it's it's weird because it's not intentional. I'm only always chasing whatever makes me most curious about whatever you're saying at any mm-hmm. given moment. That's why I like the idea of let the guest control the conversation and then just what fascinates me about what they're saying. Yeah. That's it. That's the whole premise. That's why I'm like, I'm going to start with how you're doing and you're going to say something that's fascinating the end. That's it. That's yeah. the whole premise of the show. And. Yeah, and and the people who like my stuff, they probably haven't heard me talk about this or in this kind of way before. So, yeah, they might really dig it. Yeah, because it's a look into your mind, right? We just got to look into your brain and see how your thoughts not only look, but how they, like, rotate with one another, the gears turning. Exactly, dude, exactly. Word. But I appreciate you very much, man, and I'll let you know when this is about to drop. It should be in the like a week's time, I'm expecting. So that should be up pretty soon, and you could share it, and I'll share all your links with it and whatever, and you, whatever, you'll just do whatever you want with it. Yeah, sick, man. Yeah, I'll plug, definitely plug the fuck out of it on my socials. Probably chuck it up on my website or something. Yeah, man, yeah, do whatever. TikTok. And you could check it out. See, uh, weirdest thing, and I'm gonna give you a piece of advice for this. Personally, don't mm. listen to it for about like six months, and then listen to your state of mind six months back when you're critical thinking. It's the <laughs> weirdest experience. Oh, so strange, because these yeah. are things that you know they're gonna work their way in your mind for a while, and then you're gonna look back That's and you're right. gonna have different opinions about it. It's the weirdest thing. Exactly. I probably won't think the same thing i'll yeah. probably fucking cringe at myself <laughs> i hated that at the beginning but eventually you just get used to it how often do you listen to your own show back oh i usually listen to every episode because i edit all of them and put them out oh i feel hey you might like pain. this i was drawing i was drawing this while we're, i was drawing this while we were talking holy shit what the hell? You were just doing that this whole time? Yeah. 
I started that when we were starting. I just I like doodling while I'm drawing because it makes me get more focused. Snapshot it, send it to me. I can use that as the cover yeah, for the show. Too, That's badass. <laughs> Anyways, dude, have a great morning. Is it afternoon yet? Yeah, it's afternoon, man. There's a um, it's a pretty good uh, bowl of pasta in the fridge, uh, just waiting for me. So I'm good, gonna fuck that shit up. Good luck with that. <laughs> Pasta. Oh, wait, it is like day old pasta. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If it was like two or three days, it'd be a little more questionable. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, dude, it was a real blast talking to you. Have I'll, I'll let yeah, you know when this goes up and everything, and I'm probably gonna harass you pretty regularly online. So it is what it is. Sick, you walk to this path. It's All your right, fault. Okay. <laughs> anyways, I'll talk to you soon, All man. Right. Have yeah. a great yeah, Have a good one. afternoon and day, I guess. Watch Formula One. Deuces. <laughs> Peace out, man. Just Conversation podcast is hosted by Jack Thomas, produced by Lynn Taylor, and published by GreatThoughts.info. Art by Zero Lupo, and logo by Seth McAllister, with social media managed by Amber Black.